Federal Focus. Yesterday, the Federal Agriculture Minister, Murray Watt, well, he put it on social media yesterday that rejected the request for the release of the Independent Panel's report on the phase-out of the live ship exports by sea under the FOI Act. I do have with me this morning WA Farmers President and the National Farmers Federation Vice President, John Hassel. Good morning, mate. Morning, Troy. How are you? As I saw on your social media page yesterday, seriously? Yeah. Well, well it's a fair, fair, fair question. You know, it's uh, the reality is, is that we've been waiting for this and waiting for this and waiting for this. Yeah. And he's hanging us yeah. on a thread, and I think it's a it's it's not a very good way to treat industry uh, with something that's so important to so many of us, and you know, worrying so many people and causing mental health issues, and it's it's you know pretty pretty poor way to treat people. I reckon. What's to hide here, mate? Well, look, I don't know that there's anything to hide. I mean, mm. he said he was going to be open and accountable, and he said he was going to release it, and then to turn around and say he's not not releasing it. Now he has come back and clarified and said that you know it's a cabinet document, and when he's when he's shown it to Cabinet, then he'll release it. So how about actually telling us the date so mm. that everybody's not hanging on the edge of their seat, waiting, worrying, say we know it's going to be released on whatever date it's going to be, and then we can all get on with our lives and say, right, on that day we're going to see. But uh, just making people hang on the edge of their seats and yeah, keeping us in yeah. defence, I think, is a pretty damn rotten way to treat people. Absolutely. Is there anything from a national farmer's point of view that you can... Do here, mate. Well, I, look, I think the only thing I can do is probably ring Dave Johanke and ask him to, you know, make a direct contact with Murray and ask him to do the right thing because uh, keeping people in limbo is pretty ordinary. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, were you shocked as anybody yesterday when that news did come out yesterday? Well, you know, he has come out and clarified that he said he's going to release it once he's uh, once he's shown it to cabinet. But you know, to come out and initially say, no, I'm not going to release it. You know, just mm. straight out refuse the FOI without an explanatory note. I think it's pretty ordinary. So, is the report obviously doesn't align with the policy? or maybe their agenda? Well, we can only assume. We can yeah, only yeah, assume. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, my guess is that uh, he, he doesn't like what he sees and he's going to try and put some narrative around it. Uh, you know, the reality is that 70% of the population supports the live trade. Uh, you know, politically, that's not too smart for them. Um, but, you know, this was a ploy to keep Albanese and Plibersek in their cushy seats by doing a deal with the Animal Justice Party and the Greens. So this is this has got nothing to do with common sense or, or science. It's purely political. So, you know, unfortunately, we have to make it political to win it. And if we have to go down that path, we will. And he hasn't been here to, to meet with anybody in the WA sheep industry? Well, you know, he, he, he has said, and he keeps saying, yeah, oh, I've been yeah. enga- engaging with industry. Now, I, I find that to be a bit duplicitous as well, because yes, when he first got elected, he did come and meet with us, but not since. We'll uh, wait and see with that one what sort of uh, happens uh, throughout today. Uh, also, too, uh, something from the Shire of Narragin, and I know that you're a grower within the Shire. Uh, they've put together a draft policy for future wind farm developments in the Shire. Should growers be given the opportunity to explore wind farms on their property, mate? Oh, absolutely they should. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's an, a, an ability to have some passive income and if farmers want to do that, they should be able to do that and they should be able to do it within guidelines about, you know, impacting people's visual amenity and then these, you know, you don't want to, you know, 50 metres outside mm. your front front gate or, out, sorry, outside your front window but, mm. you know, if it's up on the hill behind your house, you know, I think people should be allowed to do that and I think, uh, you know, the, the experience that uh, my wife's family's had over in, uh, in Victoria is it's only the people whose places haven't got wind Farms that get worried about the um, about the the noise. The people who've got them on their places seem to handle the noise pretty well. What do you say to those who? do have these concerns going forward? Well, well, I think there's ample evidence to show that there isn't any of that kind of problem. But, mm-hmm. you know, we've, we've got a big enough country. There's enough land out there and they're big farms and they're getting bigger. Uh, you know, we should be able to not impact on people's visual and audible amenity mm-hmm. and put these things up and, and enable people to have the passive income that, that, that it derives. There is one problem with the wind farms, and I think people should be aware of it, and that is the uh, there needs to be a grandfather clause. So whatever you do, make sure there's a grandfather clause. So if there's mess needing cleaning up, at the end of the time, you know, if technology changes 
and we don't need wind farms anymore. Uh, you don't want to be left with carrying the can of cleaning it up. That needs to be, that absolutely needs to be borne by the people who are putting the wind farms up. Are you hearing that WA farmers are embracing wind farms and wind energy? Oh, well, when you see it around the place, yeah, I know yeah. there's one going up at Cogent up and there's uh, certainly one that's been proposed for, for Williams. Uh, my neighbour up here has been approached to see if, uh, see if he'd like to have wind turbines on his place. So yes, definitely there are people who are approaching people, but uh, you know, I think as long as it doesn't impact on the productive mm. capacity of the farm, I, it's a fairly fairly small footprint for a wind farm. Yep. I've got no problem with it. When it's covering hundreds and hundreds of acres with solar panels, I'd probably have an issue with that because it takes good productive farming land out. What about you, mate? Would you put any turbines up? Oh, I'd love to have a turbine <laughs> up on my house. I'd like, to be, I'd like to be free of the grid. I think they're uh, a very, very inefficient business and yep. very costly. And, uh, you know, they you know, supposedly had people in there cleaning it up and making it more efficient. But uh, I don't see that when I see 40 different vehicles mm. stand, um, around a, a power pole and one person working. Uh, anything else from a WA farmer's point of view this morning, mate, before I let you go? Uh, look, we just had a meeting yesterday with the Federal Department of Agriculture on uh, on the opportunities for, you know, uh, abatement and, um, uh, I guess, zero carbon opportunities. And, mm-hmm. you know, the major point that ma- we made with the Federal Department was if you want people to do this, you've got to make it economically viable. You can't tax us out of existence because this, it's a margin business. There's not a lot in it. And anything you chop into it now will just make us go backwards. Yeah, absolutely. Well, just got to keep farmers farming, mate. So, Keep pushing that message and, and good luck with your harvest too there, mate. Thanks for your time on Real Go Focus. you good thing. Go you good thing.